Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I first want to thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me and waking me up this morning, as well as giving me the activities of my lambs. I'm trying to also go on to Facebook Live because, as you know, Jeanette is not good when it comes to a lot of these electrical, electronical stuff. I'll be doing my best to make it work. So I got it on. I'm on Facebook Live. You can tell that I'm not in my office today as I'm working via telehealth. So I'm working from home today, which is a good thing. So, again, I want to thank you for joining me as it relates to this topic. Now, I'm going to be having a special guest on today, and the gentleman already told me that he's going to be running kind of late, so we're going to give him a little bit of time to get on, and I appreciate him even wanting to be a guest on this show as we talk about this topic, because if you or someone you know is struggling with being honest, you are not going to want to miss this show. Because as we know, honesty shows good character. You know, honesty also builds trust, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's building that bond, whether it's knowing that you can even communicate effectively with another person. You want that person to be honest or you want to know that they feel comfortable around you enough to be able to feel as if what they say will not be held against them or brought back up and thrown up in their face again at a later time. And sometimes that takes skills, that takes maturity, and a lot of different things. Now, I had one of my childhood friends, I just texted him the information, so I hope that he to also call in because I sent him a text and I was like, okay, I ain't got that much time to talk, so I want you to da 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 And he shared some things in regards to why he is honest or why he this topic was kind of interesting to him. So I really hope that he call in, and I know I'm waiting to the last minute, so and my voice is kind of giving out on me, so I'm trying not to talk too loud because I'm struggling with some stuff, but... I'm going to say I'm expecting a healing, and it's going to be all good. So I'm not going to worry myself about it. Now, I'm, as you can tell, I'm still trying to tag people, and I'm still trying to send the information out, and hopefully I'm not leaving nobody out. And if you want to call in and join in on the conversation, give me a call at 516-387-1900. Because today's topic, I got to smile and laugh when I say it, but today's topic is entitled, Telling the Truth. And when we talk about the truth, the truth can vary from person to person. The truth can also vary based on what it is you are trying to get out there. You know, somebody said I was trying to interview them today and I wasn't interviewing them. But he made a very valid point when he said, if I say something or something happened and I don't say nothing until six months along the way, it doesn't mean that I lied. It doesn't mean that I was dishonest. Maybe I chose to withhold that information. That is true. 
But then I also said, sometimes what happens is people tell half of a story. A half lie is a whole lie. So, and sometimes individuals will evade the truth for a lot of different reasons. And those are some of the things that we're going to be talking about is because a lot of times we all know that there's going to be consequences. So I want to read what I put on Facebook when I put it out there. And I'm trying to find the information. And I said something about, like I said, honesty shows good character. It also builds trust. It can be an effective tool when communicating with another. However, many individuals struggle with being dishonest. They do. There are some individuals that are pathological liars. There are some individuals that have a hard time. It kind of reminds me of the movie when the man said, you can't handle the truth. And partly that is because a lot of times individuals are so used to people being dishonest, and sometimes the truth can hurt where you really may not want to hear it. Paul Joseph, I see you watching. If you want to call in, you can call in and join in on the show. As today's topic is about telling the truth. And sometimes a male's version of the truth may be a little bit different from a female's version of the truth. And again, it's what are we talking about? And I know that when I was having a conversation this morning, trying to close this door, the person told me that I'm the type of person that I tell on myself. I do. If I did something, my conscience is going to kick, me, kick my butt, depending on what it is. And I will tell on myself before somebody else tell on me or before I'm accused of something. But I also got to be mindful of the situation that I put myself in. Because when you're mindful of the situations you put yourself in, then you know how they say it on Friday, you ain't got to lie, Craig, you ain't got to lie. Meaning I have no reason to lie because I'm not going to put myself in a compromising situation that's going to become questionable. Or if it does become questionable or do become questionable, if you want to have a conversation with me, I don't have no reason to lie about it because I'm going to be mature about it and not taking it personal. So then it becomes when we talk about the honesty and telling the truth, does the truth really set a person free? There's a saying, the truth shall set you free. But is that true? Or is the truth going to make it more complicated to where now i got to deal with other issues because now I'm going to put it on the table. I'm going to put it out there. Now, I want to say this because I'm not trying to make individuals develop bad habits. It depends on what it is. It may set you free with your conscience, but that doesn't mean it ain't going to end your marriage or your relationship because you was honest about something. You know, I want, I love watching Fatima on BET, and I was listening to them when they were having a therapy session because, as you know, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, so I work with individuals as far as couples, relationship issues, mental health issues, domestic violence, anger management. I do a lot of different things. And one of the things, and one of the persons you got to be honest with yourself the most is yourself. You have to be honest with yourself. Because if you're not honest with yourself, it's going to be real complicated for you to be honest with somebody else. Because you, gotta, you can't lie to you. 
So when we talk about these things, and I was listening to what they were talking about at the table when Fatima had the therapist there, and at first people didn't know the therapist, and one of the guys started, they was questioning about his sexuality. And when he started talking about his sexuality, his the woman he was interested in, she was like, mm-mm, nope, can't do it. Nope, I'm not interested. And it was one of those things that was a deal breaker for her. It was a deal breaker. He wasn't being dishonest. He put it out there, but it doesn't mean people are going to accept it in regards to the behavior. That's where I believe a lot of individuals get things confused. It's because we'll say the truth shall set me free, meaning I should get a free pass. I'll use it in another term. I, rem- I basically own and operate an outpatient counseling center, Center for the Treatment of Addiction. I work with individuals that have substance abuse issues. And one of the big things that comes up is a person will say, Jeanette, I use drugs. I'm dirty. And I'll say, okay. Well, are you going to terminate me? Yeah. Well, I told the truth. Just because you told me you use doesn't mean that they give you permission to use. And a probation violation is still a probation violation. And they would get upset because they thought that their honesty or telling the truth was going to give them a free pass. No. You should have thought about that before you did it. Now, I have a caller on the line, and hopefully this is the guest. Let me see. Hi, this is Hello. Jeanette. Welcome to the How are you doing? Hello, Jeanette. This is Ed Smith. Thank you, Mr. Ed, for calling in. I know you said you had something to do, and I appreciate you following through and calling and coming on the show today. Now, tell the listeners who you are and what you do. Well, some people know me as uh, Ed Real Talk Smith. I used to be on Blog Talk um, with a couple of different networks, and uh, we talked about a lot of different subjects, um, generally Afrocentric type stuff, but things in general as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, today's topic is entitled Telling the Truth. And we know that there is. Oh, a I'm, I'm on the I'm on I'm on the wrong I'm on the wrong show there. No, I was kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. Because, like I said, there's a perception that men's truth varies from women's truth. Because we like to give details, but we ain't always that honest either. We ain't always telling everything. You know, my mother used to say when I was a kid, Jeanette talked too much. Jeanette just tells everybody business. Jeanette, just, Jeanette will talk, but Jeanette is also trying to receive information at the same time. But Jeanette ain't going to tell everything, <laughs> not everything. And so when we start talking about the truth, the truth doesn't mean that you're supposed to just blob and have diarrhea of the mouth because nobody want to hear all that either. So when it comes to telling the truth and you said I'm on the wrong show, what do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding. I know. You won't be able to tell them. You won't be able, you won't be able to tell them lying. <laughs> I'm kidding again. <laughs> okay. I'll wait down your feedback now. Wait down your feedback. Tell them the truth. Why do you think individuals struggle with telling the truth? Some people have what you call, as my mother used to say, they have what you call a lying disease. 
the lie just because, just because, even when you don't have to. You said a lying disease. I ain't never heard of it because a lying disease. I've heard this say, I heard old folks say, you a lie and the truth ain't in you. I used to be like, dang, they just cut that person deep, you know? The truth ain't even in them, you know, or it started with kids. But parents lie to kids, and then when kids figured out parents was lying, kids start lying back. But most kids will lie when they're trying to get out, not get in trouble. And I think that that's how that thing became very habit-forming. If you know that ain't true, you know you're making up that story, but yet it sounds good. And some people think that people can handle the lie better than they could the truth. What did you take on that? I think that um, people do think like that. I mean, they they assume that it's better to tell a lying version rather than the truth because they they think it would be accepted um, better. Or they may, in fact, be trying to cover up something, mm-hmm. especially anything like like guilt or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's interesting you said that because just now when I thought about that, I thought about when we talked about even I'm going to go into politics and they were talking about the president talking about the big lie. You know, that was the the buzzword for a long time, the big lie, and some individuals didn't even want to see it as a lie. They Felt like he said it, he said it. So when we start talking about these things, and I got some information that I had wrote down, and we got to know that, first of all, I tell individuals, sometimes when I'm talking to people on the phone, I can tell if they're being honest with me or not, and especially in a therapeutic setting, because a lot of times individuals, first of all, they don't want to be judged. Sometimes they may feel ashamed of some of the things that they've done and they may kind of fudge it a little bit or tell a little white lie, you know, and add a little bit to it, take a little bit back from it. Well, I tell individuals, when you tell the truth, you will remember the truth. When you tell a lie, you got to tell another lie on top of that lie on top of that lie, and that becomes a problem. And when sometimes when I'm having conversations with individuals, and they keep telling me the same story over and over and over again, and that story never changed, it got to be true. That's what, because you ain't changed. You haven't deviated from it. What is your take on that? Well, I believe you got, uh, basically you got two types of liars. You got mm-hmm. your uh, professional. That means somebody who mm-hmm. actually, actually does the opposite of what you just said. They can actually tell the same lie over and over and over. But they memorized it, and then you have the other kind of liar. You have the other kind of liar, like I mentioned earlier, the type of liar that just just lies because they have to. So they they and they have they're the ones that have an issue remembering their lies, mm-hmm. and they might have to tell another lie to try to cover up, or you know, extend the other mm-hmm. lie or whatever. So so it does vary, you know. But you do have some mm-hmm. professional liars. You got some people that can mm-hmm. actually tell the same lie over and over and over because they they have Im- embedded it in their brain. So <laughs> that goes to like when politicians. You, when you could lie so much, you believe your own lie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly, like politicians, for instance. Mm-hmm. 
that is true. Now I'm looking at an article. Like for instance, like for instance, like like for instance, if you hear people talking about politicians lie, well, which is basically true, but for some to some extent, you got to kind of expect that because uh, when it comes to governmental stuff, they can't really expose all the truth to the public, you know? Right. You know, they got to keep some stuff mm-hmm. kind of top secret for need-to-know right. basis type stuff. But then you right. got those that just lie because they want to, you know, do some corruption. So that's different types of lies, you know? Correct. And you know what? And I don't agree with lying to the public. I really don't. And you're right. There's some things that people don't need to know or it's not relevant to the situation. And sometimes people take that into their relationships. And they'll think, well, I didn't think it was important. Or I didn't feel the need to share that. I didn't lie if I didn't bring it up. But then if the person asks you, okay, where did you go the other day? Oh, well, I was at my, my homeboy's house. But you know you wasn't at no homeboy's house because you were laying up with some girl or some woman. No. You lie. That's a lie. Because when asked the question, you gave a different answer than what the correct answer was. Now, when we start talking about these things, and even like we talk about politicians, yeah, there's certain things that people will say, you know what, or they'll try to avoid the answer. I have a friend, and if, if before he will lie, he'll straight up tell you, you don't want to know that. <laughs> That'll be like, don't me on this answer because you might not like my response. Now, I'm looking at an article, and it talks about seven reasons why you should always tell the truth. And one of the things it talks about is every moment in our lives, we have options to either tell the complete truth or make up a bold-faced lie. Lies can cover true feelings, make it easier to get out of things we don't want to do. It can make us look better. It's like when you start a relationship and then you got the, the impersonator coming in and you don't even know who and what you're dealing with, and they can also hurt not just the person that we tell the lie to, but it can hurt ourselves as well. A big reason to not lie is to avoid the downfall of getting caught. You know, got caught in that lie. However, many will still wonder what the most important aspect of telling the truth are, meaning why should I tell you the truth? Some people will say, You're not going to believe me anyway. This is what this article indicates. What are the reasons why we should always tell the truth? You should tell the truth always because the truth will always come out. My grandmother used to have a saying, what's done in the dark comes to light. What's your take on that, that the truth always come out? Because this will come out some kind of way. And what's your take on that? Well, as as the old saying goes, I mean, you know, I think it's a scripture as well that uh, the what's done in the dark will come out to the light. So, mm-hmm. you know, but but at the same time, though, even in a relationship, there are some things I think it may be on a need to know basis. Because, like uh-huh. you were saying earlier about just learning off of the mouth about stuff, you know. Um, I was always told, don't answer questions that weren't asked. Yep. That's, yeah. but, see, but, but this is the thing. To me, and from my experience, females, we think differently. We don't, we don't do that. We'll, we'll answer it whether you ask us or not. But they'll say, only respond to what was asked. 
how did you come up with that concept? Were you, was you taught that? Did somebody tell you that? Where did that, where did, where did that come from with you? I know you can't speak for all men, but you, Ed, where did you come up with that concept? Um, just in life and uh, dealing with life in general. I mean, uh, even, um, you know, I mean, I studied law for a minute and I studied some psychological classes and things of that nature. And they all said the same thing, that you sometimes people get in trouble when they answer questions that he really wasn't asked. Okay, mm-hmm. sometimes gave you gave them information. You gave them TMI, too much information. That's true. You know, and, yeah, because you, you, cause, cause sometimes you can, you can actually give someone ammunition against you. You know, mm-hmm. they're trying to you know attack you or something verbally or something. So if you give mm-hmm. too much information, you know you're helping them. But mm-hmm. um, not, this, this is not to say that is, this is not to say that it's okay to, to be on to, to be to be dishonest or to hold back or whatever. I'm not saying I'm not saying you should be secretive, especially when you talk about relationships. I believe that a relationship you should be open. And, you know, I'm not saying you should just lay out everything that ever happened, you know, associated in your life, you know, because, like, once again, on no basis. But if the question is asked or whatever, or the situation comes up where this thing needs to be revealed, I think it should be. I don't think that things should be hidden. I don't think it should be lied about, you know, because if, if, if I don't find out from you, I'll probably find out from somebody you know. So that's what you tell me. They're me hearing mm-hmm. from somebody else. And you know so, what, it, something that is like that. the relationship because if somebody know or you told somebody, it's like a secret. I tell the individual, a secret is only as powerful as you make it. You could be having a general conversation with somebody. That don't mean they're going to share that information. But as soon as you say, don't tell or don't say nothing, or just between me and you, those are buzzwords. That gives it power. But if you're just having a regular general conversation with somebody, they're not even paying that stuff no attention to what's going on in the conversation. Sometimes they're not even listening to you until you say, well, I don't want nobody to know. And that's when your mama might go and tell so-and-so or your best friend might go and tell so-and-so because they know you lied. You lied. You know, I've known people that had children that the other significant person didn't know that they had kids already or, you know, somebody lose their job or, you know, it could be a combination of a lot of different things. But eventually it is going to come out. The second one says it will make things worse for you, meaning, again, if you don't be honest, sometimes it can make it worse, but sometimes if you tell the truth, It doesn't mean you excuse for your behavior. Still make it worse. Because I always say when you know better, you do better. And just because you're telling me the truth doesn't mean it's going to give you a pass. So it depends on what it is. It really depends on what it is. So what about it will make things worse for you? What what, what do you think that's about? Making things worse. Well, I got, I got, I think I mentioned it earlier that the reason someone may choose to lie is because they're um, they're afraid of um, things getting worse. You know, like for instance, um, a lot of times, say for instance, if a, if a man is um, called on by his uh, his significant other, the police come out 
Okay, she says, oh, he did this, he did that, even though there's no real evidence. But the fact that she said it is enough to have them throw cuffs on him and take him to jail. Uh-huh. He goes to court, and, um, you know, now he's he's fighting a, a, a battery charge or whatever, assault or whatever, whatever she said. And um, now he has to speak for himself, and, you know, when, they're doing, when the charges come out saying, well, you are being charged with assault or battery or whatever the case is. And then the man is like, well, I didn't touch her, you know. Uh-huh. He just got mad and, and said that I, that I hit her, you know, or, or pushed her or whatever it was. And then when you have people that will sit back and they'll see at that point where she doesn't have a reason to lie, uh-huh. how can you defend that? That's a good one. She doesn't have a reason to lie. So, I mean, first of all, that is one of the dumbest statements anyone can ever make. I agree with you on that one. Because the main purpose purpose of a lie is because you have a reason to lie. Mm, There's a motive behind it. Some type of incentive or motive. That's the reason you lie. Uh-huh. Regardless, regardless if it's a legitimate reason, it's still a reason. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that one. But you know what? That is something that we often hear. Well, they ain't got no reason to lie. And why would they or, or why would they lie on you? Now, you want me to tell you why this other person decided to say this. I always tell people when I'm in a relationship, I would rather hear it from you than to hear it from somebody else. Because if somebody else beats you to it, now we don't have an issue with it. But if you tell me first, my response and my reaction is going to be different because you and I have already engaged in this conversation. It's not as big of a deal. So sometimes it goes back to giving people your power, or that's where it can become worse. Because you may have told me something and what they told me. The next one is, Part of the one of the reasons of telling the truth and why it's important is so you don't lose respect. When a person is viewed as a liar or dishonest, all of that shows character, and it breaks down the trust that you're trying to build in a relationship. And individuals will start losing respect for other individuals if they find that they're constantly fudging the truth or not being honest with their words are not congruent with their actions. And that can lead to a, a lack of, I'm not saying to be disrespectful towards another, but you may start seeing that person a little differently. And what did you think <laughs> on that? Is you don't want nobody to lose respect for you, so you try your best to tell them the truth. Well, once again, I mean, you know, you know, everything's on honor need to know basis. I'm not going to just tell everybody just everything, but at the same time, if there's a question or if there's uh, something that needs to be explained, then I'm going to be as honest as as I possibly can. I'm not going to say I'm mm-hmm. totally honest because then I'd be lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, you know, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to say, oh, I'll be. I'm always totally honest. No, I'm not going to do that because sometimes, sometimes you you might curve the truth a little bit because you don't want to hurt somebody or get somebody else hurt. Uh-huh. So there's sometimes you might have to you know, adjust your moral mm-hmm. compass when it comes to that. 
Okay, but in general, you do want to be as honest as you can based on the circumstances. That, that sounds fair? Based, based on the circumstances. Let's, let's go into relationships a little bit because, like I said, I am a therapist, and I work with individuals from all walks of life. And a lot of times one of the things that, I, that comes my way is either communication issues, infidelity issues, sexual issues, things of that nature. Now, what about going into a relationship and the person self-disclose that they're in a relationship with someone or they're married? And you may ask the person, are you married, and they tell you no. Or are you seeing someone and they tell you no. And they'll say, well, you didn't get specific. You didn't ask the details. How can that, How can we just do better with that? Because that's one of the things that I see often in relationships is Individuals don't communicate these things to where if you tell the person or engage in this person with this, in this conversation, you give them the ability to make a choice of whether they, you want to deal with them or not. And, and I'll say this. I remember myself being in a relationship with someone for four years we were in a relationship. Not one time did I ever doubt them. We never argued. We got along great, had a real good relationship. And I would say right after we got married, because we got married four years later, I found out that man was a bigamist. He let me know. But all he had to do was say, I'm married, I'm separated, my wife lives in da-da-da-da-da, we ain't been together in six years. But then he had to go and try to cover it up. The cover-up is what made me realize I can't trust you. His mother didn't say nothing. His brother didn't say Family never said a word to me. Never said a word. And I found out within 90 days after being married to a man that I was living with for almost four years. Am I telling the truth? I have heard of cases like that. Oh, yeah. Some people um, don't know until they die. They'll go to their spouse's funeral and oh my my son go text me something about there something about Mary. He gets on my nerve with that. <laughs> my son my son said I don't know if you ever seen that show where they said it's something about Mary and everybody was trying to hook up with Mary, no matter what lie they had to tell. Well, that happens to me mm. quite often. <laughs> I'll be like, You don't have to lie to me. Just tell the truth. But the one thing that got me with that relationship is well, I felt he took away my choice. I felt he took away the ability for me to make a decision on whether I wanted to date you or not because you were dishonest. Even when we signed our marriage certificate, you put zero marriages. <laughs> 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 but then I later learned he was a pathological liar. And, and sometimes people carry that baggage. Now, I didn't carry the baggage because I realized he didn't know any better. I realized that. But for individuals out there that are in the dating world, because I tell individuals, that's why I don't do online dating. You ain't going to find me on no eHarmony. You ain't going to find me on no Christian date website. I don't do all that. Because I don't believe that a lot of individuals are very honest on some of the websites. And if that's what people, they do it for entertainment, that's fine. But you don't know what you may be entertaining. I agree. 
um, I'm not too much for the dating site thing either. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, quite similar to what you just said. I mean, you know, it's pretty much the same thing. I don't trust it. And first of all, you also got to, you know, understand that a lot of people are on those sites for different reasons than you might expect, you know. They're not necessarily mm-hmm. there trying to find their next uh, marriage partner. They're, you know, trying to do a conquest. Plus, they could be married, you know, just, you know, using using it as a, as a cheap vehicle. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but one and, thing and I've always that's... said about that kind of stuff, I've always said that you need to, um, if you're going to be get into a relationship, the best thing to do is to be honest in the relationship. Let them know from the very beginning what you're going to be about. Don't you know? Mm-hmm. Don't lead people on and make them think something totally different. Let, you know, let them know what you what you. This is all about. E- either you really want to be in a relationship and see where it goes, or you're just trying to have a little fling thing and you're not really serious. You don't want to have no kids. You don't want to get married. You just want to mess around for a minute and then move on. You know, be honest mm-hmm. from the beginning, because for all you know, that person might want the same thing. See, <laughs> so. You Honestly, know what? I'm gonna say that. Go. That's part right there. You and know get, what, Ed? You give them, them a choice at that point. But you know what, Ed? I think that sometimes people are so afraid of being judged to where they don't know how to put their cards on the table, or when they put their cards on the table, it's a little bit too late because you've already given a person one perception, and then now you're trying to draw back. Or what happens is they'll go in like. You know what, I just want to be your friend, I just want to, and then they change the rules as they go along because they see that you wifey material, and now their jealousies, insecurities, and all this stuff, and they kicked in, and they want you for themselves, but you know, or, or, or they know, whatever, that they're not ready. So we do have to learn how to stop playing games with people because, to, to me, I think that's how a lot of people wind up getting hurt. And that's why we, we talk about, and I said earlier that I do the 52-week domestic violence classes, and that's a crime of passion and intimate partner relationships. And I'm noticing now, even with my company, the Center for the Treatment of Addiction, I am now getting more females that are getting arrested for domestic violence now than we have over the years. Before, women were also abusive, but they just weren't getting caught. They didn't call now because they didn't know how it is. And we have to learn how to be relational. This is a fact because a lot of women, huh? No, I missed what you said. No, I was saying, yes, this is true, because uh, in the past, it was a lot of times, you know, like you just said, women were being abusive too, but it's not so much that it wasn't being caught. It was more like what I said earlier, you know, they, they, you know, she ain't got no reason to lie. She said that you hit her, you know, so why should we believe you over her? You know, she ain't got no reason. Well, and that's like, like you have a reason to lie, but she don't kind of thing, you know. <laughs> See, mm-hmm. That's how a lot of people look at it in a lot of places. And so, but nowadays, you know, I think um, it, it, we're in a different, uh, you know, atmosphere now to where people see things a little bit different than they did 10 or so years ago. Or mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so you know, it's just different now. But because, but, but I, I mean, I know a lot of situations. I remember from back from the 90s, even back to the 70s, where women were abusive. But the man was mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Wait a minute. I got yeah. him in my family, so I know. 
know. <laughs> my mama and my grandma wasn't no joke. But by that same token, they went from being abused to becoming abusive, and then they carried it on, and it becomes an issue. And you don't want to just go tell somebody when you first met them, well, you know I might knock the hell out of you, right? Or you know I might da-da-da-da. <laughs> so when you talking about telling the truth, is how you go about presenting the information. I think that's also important, too, <laughs> is how you go present that information because some things in the past don't really need to be told unless you still see these behaviors being exhibited in your present, and it may continue into your future. Another thing is a good reason to tell the truth is it can help everyone grow. Part of it is a maturity. Part of it is knowing who you are, too. I tell individuals, at this point in my life, I ain't got no reason to lie to nobody. I don't have a reason to make up stories. I don't have a reason to pretend I'm somebody that I'm not. I don't need to do that. My son posted something about that one lie leads to another, and that is true. That is so true. Because now you got to tell this lie on top of that lie on top of that lie, and now you're so caught up, you don't know what to do. You might as well ghost the person. Another one is, number five, it says there's a bigger issue that needs attention. If an individual has difficulties telling the truth, you know it, some individuals have a distorted perception. Some individuals have their core belief systems can be a little off, or they really believe these things may have happened. So we got to get to the bottom. I said we got to get to the bottom. You have a choice of whether you want to entertain people or not. But if you're finding that you're in a relationship with someone that is constantly struggling with telling the truth, you want to address if there's a bigger issue that needs attention. Now, my son posted something about, and you have to remember what you lied about. And a lot of times, Reggie, people don't even remember what they lied about. They, they really don't. They talk so much. They're not even listening to themselves. They're just rambling at the mouth. My mother used to have diarrhea at the mouth. They didn't pay no attention to what they said. And when these things happen, it could be a bigger issue that needs attention. And what's your take on that one? Well, I kind of um, touched on that earlier, I believe, uh, when I said that you have some people that um, they don't, they don't remember their lies, and they have to tell uh-huh. different lies to try to either back up or or cover up the last lie, you know, uh-huh. because they don't really remember the lie they told, you know. And um, so you got some people who just like that. They'll tell, they'll say, well, hey, this, this, and this. Then later on, it'll be this, that, that, that. <laughs> okay. So if somebody is is paying attention, they'll say, but wait a minute, did you say such and such and such? And you'd be like, oh, yeah, but this is what ha- this is happening after that. <laughs> you, see, you see them going? <laughs> see, niggas, you know, they're just, they're just throwing more lies on top of lies. And, it, you know, so but what it is, like, like what you said earlier about uh, it, it takes away the respect or trust in that person because now you see them. Once you see a person as a liar, you really don't – that trust is just not there. Regardless of how you feel about them physically or love, love if you love them, or how, what kind of heart situation you got, that like that respect will kill a lot it in a will. relationship. It will, and you know what? Because I tell individuals your character. I can deal with anybody from all walks of life. You could be whatever. My mother used to say, "Whatever you gonna be, be the best." But by that same token. 
if that character is not lining up or it's going to bring me out of character, I don't think we should be engaging in any type of relationship or friendship because this is going to bring out the worst in me or I might bring out the worst in you because I don't want a person to feel so uncomfortable around me that they have to make up this facade as to who they are. That's not fair to them. And sometimes individuals will will do that, and they'll try to carry that until it starts eating them up. Another thing is, and it talks about is, not only are you usually lying to yourself the most because you are, but lying holds people back. It really do. And they can miss out on opportunities in life because they were lying about certain things. Now, if you're out there and you want to call in and join in on a conversation, give me a call at 516-387-1914. You can also log on to Facebook Live or you can text the information if you have any questions for myself, Jeanette Abney, or for Ed Smith. Because these are some of the things, and and you know what, too, Ed, I want to say, lying can become a bad habit. And that's a habit we have to break because it hurts other people. It is deceptive. It can create more issues, and it could also be bad for your health because you're you're not being. What did you say, Ed? No, I said all that, yes. Mm -hmm. All of of what you said. (laughs) have to do better. You know, I remember when I was a kid, my mother used to say, oh, Jeanette just got a vivid imagination. Jeanette just be telling all these stories, and Jeanette just be, and my daddy told my mother, she ain't got no vivid imagination. She lying. (laughs) (laughs) My poor little feelings were just so hurt. (laughs) But (laughs) I'm laughing about it now. I was telling them what I thought they wanted to hear. So I would just be making stuff up. And so now I see my grandson doing the same thing sometimes. And my daughter would do the same thing my parents used to do. She nipped that in the butt, like, real quick. Because if we allow that, he will continue it. And then he'll start believing his own lies. And then it becomes an issue because, like we said, individuals can come up with a lot of reasons to lie, but there are even stronger reasons to tell the truth because we've got to remember, lying destroys relationships, but the truth can build them. And sometimes not all relationships can be restored. Sometimes individuals think that if I tell this little white lie, if I fib, if I become deceptive, if I betray someone, if it's right out falsehood, if the person just forgive me, they're going to forgive me. You can forgive a person, but that doesn't mean you got to engage with that person. Forgiveness is a choice, and forgiveness is about the individual. Forgiveness is not to give a person a free pass. And the one thing I noticed that you and I are both doing as we're doing this show is we're laughing a lot. See, when you can laugh about something, you gain an insight. I, I tell individuals, like I said, with the work that I do, well, I hear so much and so many stories, and I don't call them on it. I listen, 
and I'll get them to think. Or depending on what type of work I'm doing with them. I remember um, in regards to being um, a therapist, I was working with a young lady, and she was young, and she parents told her, if you stay sober for 90 days, we'll buy you a BMW or another expensive car. And I asked the woman, I said, so how long have you been clean? I haven't had a drink since I've been in your program. I started laughing. She said, why are you laughing? I said, because I know you're lying. She looked at me and said, what was I supposed to say? (laughs) Because she was trying to get that next luxury car. She wasn't thinking about telling me the truth. But the thing is, sometimes individuals, like you said, it goes back to they don't have a reason to lie. Most people do have a reason. They do. They're not just hopefully not doing it just for no reason. So I'm looking at something, and it says, why do people lie? Some individuals lie habitually to make themselves appear better than they are, which we have seen that quite often, thinking that telling an untruth will shine a more positive light upon themselves. Others attempt to lie strategically when they think it will benefit them, bring some advantage, or for them to get ahead. Now, on the other hand, some lie when they think it will bring them harm to a rival, and others lie in vain attempt to lessen the hurt others may receive from hearing the truth. Now, my son put, I lie in every relationship I've been in, but I failed to realize was they, oh, this is what he said. He said, let me, let me stop laughing. He said, I lied in every relationship I've been in, but what I failed to realize was they asses was better liars than me. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Mm. He did that. But what my son failed to realize is the people and the company he chooses to keep. I saw him on Facebook Live yesterday with people that were mentally ill, had drug and alcohol problems. I've seen him in the field with people that was not. I've seen him in some places that he ain't got no business being. And when I have a conversation with my son, this man, my son would tell me, Mom, that was a figment of your imagination. You making that up. My son had an interaction with the police yesterday. And he don't be knowing that I be knowing what be going on, but I be telling him, keep that mess from around me. Because what he'll do is he'll come and lie to me. You know, sometimes, especially when people have addictions and habits, it's like, have you ever seen a drunk try to act like they were sober? It's like, really? Or you ask the person, well, how many beers have you had? Two. You know good and well. You got alcohol reaping out your pores, and you go tell me you only had two? So these are some of the things that individuals, it kind of makes me go back to, are you trying to convince me or are you trying to convince yourself? So, you know, not just talking about um, individuals being a pathological liar, but let's talk about a little bit about lying even being a sin. Some people don't even realize that. What's your take on that? Um, Say that again? They said lying is a sin. Is this a sin? Why lion is a sin. Okay. <laughs> lion is a sin. You know that's even in okay, life. Let me, let, 
let me say this. We are human beings. Mm-hmm. We all we all are sinners. Mm-hmm. Save our none of us, mm-hmm. none of us are above sin. Mm-hmm. So to say, oh, that's a sin. You shouldn't do that, or you're going to be damned to hell. Do mm-hmm. we are sinners? That's what we do. Now, <laughs> okay. here, here we go. So, here we go right here. Not to justify the sin is just to say, go ahead, mm-hmm. go ahead. That doesn't mean we're going to be damned to hate when we say it's a sin, because there's a lot of things that's a sin. I had a pastor, oh, yeah. and the one thing I loved about this man, he said, I don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. I used to be like, you know what, that is powerful, because we become so judgmental on other people, because one sin ain't no worse than others. You sin, you sin. Now, this article that I'm looking at, and I want to say where the article comes from. It's article comes from Life, Hope, and Truth. And it was written by a person by the name of Dave Myers. He talks about lying versus telling the truth. And when he goes into the point when he talks about lying as a sin, he said, but lying sometimes morally, it, it says, but is lying sometimes morally right? No. While there may be many human justifications for lying, because we justify it, it is always wrong and always harmful because somebody's going to get hurt with that lie. He said, first, lying is contrary to the basic character of God. The Apostle Paul stated that an essential trait of the Creator God is that he always tells the truth. He cannot lie. What do you say about us? Okay? And they talk about God. Now, even when they go into different things in the Bible, and it says, so that we may learn to be like him, God has instructed us, you should not bear false witness against your neighbor. And those are some of the things that it says. And it says, therefore, put in the way lying. Let each of you speak truth with his neighbor. That's all he talks about. And that's all this article says. It don't talk about going to hell. And sometimes that's what we do. I remember one time I did that to my daughter. My daughter was a kid. And um, her and my niece, I saw pink lotion on the, on the dresser, I mean on the sink. And I said, who been in this pink lotion? My daughter said, not me. My niece said, not me. And I'm picking up on their emotions. So what I did, I told my daughter, I said, you know what? If you lie, you're going to go to hell. If you lie, da 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 If you lie, so I waited in to the end, and I said, let me smell your hand. My daughter had pink lotion all on her hand. I asked my daughter. She probably was about 10 years old then, or 9 or 10. I said, Tisha, why did you tell me that lie? She looked at me and said, because I knew I wasn't going to go to hell. And I don't know what to say. Because mm. all I wanted her to do. Because my niece was trying to prove I didn't do it, Auntie. I didn't play with the pink lotion. I didn't have the pink lotion. The whole time, my daughter's palm of her hand smelled just like pink lotion. But when I started adding to it, you going to go to hell. you going to trying to make her feel guilty. I said, why did you, you think I'm going to go to hell? As a mother, I thought about Debbie as a parent. In other words, you lying to me, I'm a lie to you too. <laughs> so we got to do, we got to do, we really got to do better when it comes to stuff like that. Now, what do you want the listeners to know about telling the truth? How, how do you even 
start? How do you, if you've been dishonest with something, how do you tell the truth? Wait, what do you mean? If you've already been dishonest, or before you be dishonest? If you've been dishonest about something, and how do you then go back and it says, how do you tell the truth even if it hurts? And this is one of the things that I'm looking at. It says, tell the truth even if it hurts. State what is there for you. Sometimes you can write it out. You can send it out in the universe. Tell the truth about yourself and where you've been. It says, by telling the truth, you become stronger and tell the truth for yourself. One of my, my son wrote, one of, well, I don't know what he's saying. Says one of y'all, something all, been in, I don't know what, oh, my, my, my son's about to think with the pink lotion. But my question is, it takes practice. You got to practice telling the truth. You got to start somewhere. And I would say this, you can't operate in fear. You can't operate in fear. And I think that's part of where it says, the truth will set you free, it's because you're no longer afraid anymore. You don't have to carry that secret anymore. You're not held in bondage anymore because you don't have to worry about what other people think of you because you've already put it out there. No matter, And I'm not saying to go tell something that you know will get you locked up or give somebody a heart attack or stress somebody out because it can be hard to tell the truth because sometimes it means sacrificing something that one genuinely either they wanted or they needed, and sometimes that could be a challenge. It could be a challenge. But I will say that sometimes you have to make peace with yourself. What is your take on that with making peace with yourself to get to the point to where you say, you get to the point where you say, you know what, I don't want to lie in this relationship no more. I don't want to hurt my children anymore. I don't want to hurt my partner anymore. I don't want to hurt my parents anymore. I need to start working on some things. I need to first start being honest with myself, and I need to show them versus telling them. Because one of the things a person will say is, I'm not going to do that no more. Or they'll say, I'm sorry. And you don't even know what you're sorry about. Um. Well, when it comes to, to that, first of all, I've never really been a big liar when it comes to mm-hmm. you know, my, my, my loved ones, my relationships and things like that. Not a, not a big liar. I've told some films, but not no big ones. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. But uh, something like that, though, I've never you know, really had that kind of an issue because my lies, <laughs> if you will, never came to up to that, uh, that that level to where I was worried so much to where I had to come clean, you know, because mm-hmm. the most level of uh, any lies that I would tell to my relationship person was um, things that really wasn't relative, relevant to the relationship anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I never was much of a much of a liar. Not much, you know. <laughs> say. I'm like I said, I'm not gonna lie you and know say I'm totally honest. This is the thing but, is but I, I wasn't no big liar either. Correct. I respect you for that because this is our first time ever having a conversation. 
And we don't want to come off like we cousins to Jesus and like we've never done anything or said anything. But part of it is putting it out there because, like you said, that's just not who you are. There's, it's not necessary. I don't need to be doing all of that. I accept me for who I am, and hopefully you'll accept me for who I am, and I don't have to add nothing, take nothing away. I don't need to do all of that. And I think that sometimes... Yes, like, uh, uh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, you can finish. No, it's just like one of my one of my favorite stories that I was told a long, long time ago. I think I must have heard this when I was a teenager, and it still stuck with me. It was, mm-hmm. it was about these two kids that was that was in the country, and they was fishing. These mm-hmm. two boys, and they was sitting mm-hmm. there fishing, and they and one of them, you know, they they both caught this fish fish at the same time on both of their lines. So one was like, hey, I caught that fish. And the other one, no, I caught that fish. And he said, okay, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll tell a lie. And whoever tells the biggest lie gets to keep the fish. Mm-hmm. And so so the one boy said he told his lie, and the other kid told his lie. Here comes this preacher that walks up and said, what are you boys doing? And they explained what was going on. They, you know, this was their way of trying to get this fish by seeing who can tell the biggest lie. And so the preacher said, you know something, that's not right because I myself, I never told a lie in my life. They gave him the fish. <laughs> yeah, because the preacher lied. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to give the left that that's funny. I want to give the listeners some information if you're struggling with that, because like I said, a lot of times it starts as a child, and some individuals believe, like some folks in the boy who cried wolf, yeah, some individuals become pathological liars. So how to stop lying? Just stop. Stop. You said how to stop lying? Yes. Stop justifying the dishonesty. Number two. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, what, 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 what were you saying? You said how to stop or how to stop justifying? How to stop the behavior. How to stop the lying behavior, number one, stop justifying dishonesty. Number two, understand why you lie. you got to understand what's behind this. Number three, consider the consequences. Number four. Put your relationships first. Number five, remember that lies create stress. Some people can't sleep at night when they know they're in the toilet that whopper. Number six, practice being authentic. And number seven that they talk about, give me one second because I opened it up, and I kind of, Mr. Number Seven, in regards to the consequences, um, I talked about life stage stress. Practice being authentic, and then consider how others feel. And the last one, and this is coming from very well mind. Find alternatives to lying. Find something else to talk about. If you know you're not going to be honest about that subject, don't talk about that subject. Don't give yourself a reason to have to lie. And start small. Be kind and tactful. 
Sometimes you can write things down. You Remember, you don't have to share, um, share everything. Sometimes you can talk about changing the subject. And if it's to the point to where you need to talk to a professional, you may have to get professional help if you find that your life and not being honest is ruining you or ruining your relationships with others. So, Ed, I want to thank you for joining me here on the show, but is there anything you want to leave the listeners with as we talked about the topic of telling the truth? Well, first off, um, uh, it's, been a, it's been a pleasure, my dear. You know, really, it's been a pleasure. And um, I um, would like to leave your listeners with this. Don't lie. Tell the truth. Be honest. And as Jeanette was saying earlier, there are other alternatives to lying. And there's really no justification, just like with any other um, vice. There's no justification. You lie because you chose to, not because you Mm -hmm. have to. That's pretty Mm -hmm. much all I got right now. Mm -hmm. And telling the truth can give you peace of mind. And when you tell the truth, you maintain some form of integrity, which promotes an inner peace. See, I have an inner peace. I don't have to make stuff up. I don't have to go around lying. I don't have to go around. Because I have an inner peace within myself. If you don't accept me for who I am, ain't nothing I can do about that. And my actions is going to speak louder than my words because sometimes when you tell that lie, you got to live that lie. And that's hard for some people to do. So you got to be mindful of that. But if that is your truth, then you don't, you're not so stressed out about it. Okay? I know my son was saying now that's what it boils down to. Well, Reggie, thank you for your input, even though you didn't call in on the show. But thank you for being mm-hmm. on Facebook and the question. Anything else, Ed, you'd like to tell us? How would the listeners find you? that you used to have a podcast, laptop. What are you doing now for yourself? Well, it's been a, it's been first of all, it's been a, it's been a, a pleasure, Jeanette. Uh, I, I'm hoping that uh, maybe you'll invite me um, on some some other topic so we can. Anything you, know, you want to talk about, let me know because I just said you what my topic was for today. If you want to come on tomorrow, <laughs> we can talk again because I come on tomorrow at six. I don't know what I'm gonna talk about. So <laughs> I'll let you have well, it. We Let me look at my my schedule, and we'll see what's going on. But um, as far as my situation, which I will be um, relaunching my uh, my platform on YouTube in the near future, hopefully before the summer, Um, I, um, as I was saying before, I was on uh, Blog Talk. Um, If anyone out there remembers, there was a platform called R10, and uh, which stood for uh, Real Talk Entertainment Network. And um, uh, last I checked, the, the, the old radio shows are still uh, in the archives of Blog Talk, so if you want to check them out, I don't know if they're still working. <laughs> but I did uh, download you know all my old shows, they, they and I will be they, uploading them to my YouTube channel. So They do still be up and open, I mean, up to where you can click on, because I've Googled my name, and I've seen my name in podcasts all over the place. Oh, but dang, I didn't sign up for Amazon. Dang, I didn't sign up for this. So they do. Uh, I was with Voice America years ago, probably about six or seven years ago. And you can still listen to some of my shows that I had on Voice America also. Because I went from Voice America to 
to Blog Talk and probably doing a lot of other different things because a lot of opportunities are coming my way. Just like when you contacted me and said, hey, I'd like to be a guest. And I said, okay, fine, no problem. You know, and I like to leave the platform as such so that people know, first of all, we're being honest. We're not lying. We're very authentic because you and I don't even know each other and they've even talked before this except for me contacting you on Messenger. <laughs> that's basically it. So sometimes people think, oh, that's just fake and da-da-da-da-da. And I'm here to encourage, oh, I talked about my daughter with the pink lotion. She on Facebook Live watching. But I do this to empower, to encourage, and to give individuals a platform so that they have the ability to know that they have a voice and what they say matters too. Even though I am a therapist, I'm knowledgeable in a lot of different areas, and I don't mind taking what I know and giving back, giving people opportunities, and sharing the information with other people. Because it has changed the way people view therapy. It has changed the way people look at relationships, parent-child relationships. You never know who you might be reaching. That was one of the things why I like doing, why I do what I do. What about you, Ed? What was it about you? With, with podcasts and that kind of made you want to do these type of things? Well, um, originally, I think what started with me basically, you know, I was a, a, a computer technician for a long time, and um, basically I wanted to create a, um, a tech show. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to do the public access, but then that didn't quite work out. And then I found out about YouTube, which started around that same time, back in 2007 or eight, I think it was. And so mm-hmm. I had signed up, uh, you know, created a YouTube channel. And uh, but then it was also around the same time where I got in my when I, where I got into my last marriage. And uh, once I got caught up in that, and plus building up my business and other things, I just got little distracted, so I really couldn't really build my YouTube channel where I, you know, could have or would have or wanted, wanted to. And um, so then some years went by, and me and my my marriage didn't work out, and um, Facebook kind of be, kind of became a a, a a counseling session for me. Okay, uh-huh. and um, so I I ended up creating groups, you know, to where I talked about different types of topics. Um, uh-huh. you know, things that I really wanted to talk about, you know, and found out that a lot of people felt the same way, you know. And um, then I met people, you know, in all kinds of different levels of life. Uh-huh. And um, next thing I know, I ended up on a uh, on a uh, blog talk uh, radio network. Uh-huh. And then I eventually started, started my own network. And... Uh-huh. Um, you know, but then I went through some personal mishaps that kind of kept me from doing the blog talk thing. But I've I've I stayed uh, busy on Facebook, Instagram, and things of that nature. So I'm very relevant in those areas. <laughs> but you know, uh, blog talk I was kind of uh, ready ready to elevate to YouTube, okay? Mm-hmm. Because blog talk, I think I kind of outgrew blog talk yeah. in a way. But um, you know yeah, so, so I so I recommend uh, Jeanette that you and your listeners, you know, check me out on face, Facebook, you know, and realize that uh, real talk stands for T A U K, which is the art of universal knowledge. Mm-hmm. And it's not, okay. so it's not ebonics, 
Okay. Uh, you know what? When I started, I was like, I was like when I when I take the other day on my birthday, I celebrated a birthday on the eighth or the seventh, and I spelled steak wrong. I put S T A K. I put S T A K E, and I could, I tried to edit it and I couldn't, and I said, ooh, I spelled that wrong. <laughs> so we do that sometimes. I call it a senior moment. That's all. That's called a senior moment. But. <laughs> I appreciate well, actually, it's T A U K, so that's the best way to spell my my whole platform. It's Real Talk platform, and you'll also be able to find me on YouTube, the Real Talk Entertainment Network on YouTube, um, and um, I'll have some other channels that's uh, in the in the pipeline as well. Different types of things, pretty much everything. The different types of groups that I manage on Facebook, they'll all become YouTube channels, okay? And they're you know, groups on different types of topics. So. Just check me out on Facebook and see what I'm talking about. And if you have any questions, uh, just let me know, and I'll, you know, I'll point you to them. And, um, well, you know yeah. what? I appreciate you, and like I said, I definitely appreciate you. And until then, I don't know what I'm talking about tomorrow. Remember, you got this. And if you have any topics or anything you want to pick my brain about, learn about, share about, I'm pretty open to talk about anything, you can email me at preciouspredicaments at gmail.com or jabneylmft at gmail.com. And if you Google my name, you can call my office and my cell phones are forwarded to my, I mean, my office numbers are forwarded to my cell phones. So, again, my name is Jeanette Abney, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist as well as a host at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, and I appreciate you. And until tomorrow or until next week, Enjoy your day and enjoy your life. Bye-bye.